0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to another week of the Believe in Blazers podcast, courtesy of the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Brian Wheeler, your cordial host, and we are joined to start our week by a good friend, one of the top local sportscasters in any city, and he's been doing it for eight years on KPTV, Fox 12, our
1: friend Nick Krupke. Nick, how are you, sir? my goodness wheels good to see you and hear you man it's been so long and uh here we are still on a computer from our basements i know it's uh
0: you know i was <laughs> i was saying to somebody the other day about uh, you know how many games we uh we tend to watch these days uh where the uh, announcers are are doing in front of a of a screen it's kind of like you know it seems like life in many respects uh, is cyclical and it's kind of like when you're a kid and you're turning down the sound on tv and uh and broadcasting a game to yourself uh, with the sound turned down, but you're watching it on a TV screen, and that's kind of how games are being done in a lot of ways these days. So, so we're kind of getting back to the uh, you know, more, uh, more simple ways, I guess, or, or you know, archaic in some respects, maybe some would say, but, uh, but not, not necessarily high-tech ways of getting the
1: messages across in, in, in sports and news these days. So wild. I mean, it's kind of like you're recording on zoom instead of a, a cassette tape on the boom box we used to do back in the day as a kid. Right, right. That's right. But I do remember that. Too. It, it, it's, it's all so different. And I think a lot of us, um, able to connect so easily, we'll kind of move on to the future. I mean, I don't see us, uh, ending for our perspective. The, uh, locker room access is not coming back anytime soon, perhaps ever. Unfortunately, this is the way that, uh, we're doing it. It makes it easier, but boy, it would be nice to, uh, maybe put a suit on and a dress shirt because I don't know that they fit very well anymore as I sit here in a hoodie and a hat. Yeah, you know, I, I had uh, Pete Pranica, our
0: old friend, uh, former Blazer TV announcer, now the TV voice of the Memphis Grizzlies on when the Blazers and Grizzlies were playing each other a couple of times, and uh, he was on a week or so ago, and and he said, you know, they have a, a prized uh, uh, rookie this season for uh, the Grizzlies that he hasn't even met or talked to yet, and, uh, and really it's kind of a, there's some there's one coach they have kind of a relationship with that they can text back and forth, but, and they, they do have a, a, a regular audience with the head coach, but there's so many people that, you know, the way that you would get if you were covering a team, for instance, and this is whether you're a team broadcaster or somebody that just covers a team on a regular basis, such as you would, uh, that, you know, you get to know these guys, you get to go out and cover practice, you get to go out and see them before and after games and, uh, get to know them. They get to know you. Then, uh, sometimes you pick up, nuggets of information that might be helpful in a story might be helpful in a feature and those kind of avenues are just completely shut off It's very frustrating i think in many respects to kind of uh, cover these uh, games cover these uh, teams in the way that that really you would like to
1: yeah i think for the beat reporters it's really been the toughest of times i mean for us in tv we're just looking for sound bites anyway and it's it's, it's certainly been different, and you, you don't often get your own questionnaire or you can't get a follow-up in on the Zoom. and uh, It's just different when you can be right there with somebody, look them in the eye, and they they know you, they recognize you, and you can have a little bit of a rapport no matter the sport, Blazers or, or, or whatnot, Timbers down to high school. It's just been so so unique and so different that, um, unfortunately, I don't know a lot of it's going to be coming back, but uh, we're glad to be working and I'm glad to be talking to you, Wheels. Our Believe in Blazers podcast is brought to you in part by Bet
0: online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action bet online as you covered for all the news scores and odds it's the best way to place your bets free and it's also free to sign up uh head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online your online sports book experts uh so in, in talking about ways that things have changed for you as a, a local sports uh, reporter and and you get a you know, you get a town where obviously you have the Blazers, you're big with Timbers coverage and so forth. uh, But has it been difficult sometimes to find the stories to occupy the time that you have allotted uh, to put your sports guests together? Normally, you know, we know local sports guests uh, all around the country. The time has been cut back for a lot of those, but, um, but you get, you get probably in this area, maybe, maybe more time or at least a, a fair amount of time compared to other, other stations, and maybe other stations in other markets in some respects, but has it been not uh, always
1: easy to, to fill that time with the kind of stories you'd like to? I tell you what, you know, when this uh, pandemic first hit and everything was shut down and we were wondering about how long we'd be able to keep a job and remain viable, there was a lot of uh, stress, anxiety, uh will be honest, a lot of depression too, about how do we fill this? Um, I think that this kind of working overdrive to, to be able to generate different stories and content, and, and that's moved from how do you feel to, honestly, now that you're in a groove of it over a year, how do you not cover things now that things are back? And there's still a lot of stories to tell. You know, we've done a ton, uh, of course, local high school kids and, and with colleges about missing their seasons and coming back and looking different. And uh, it, honestly, yeah, I feel like we need to have more time, but I, I, I believe that uh, or KPTV, they've Allowed me to really kind of stretch my wings a little bit and uh, maybe do things that I wouldn't have done before. You know, I mean, I, I never would have done an interview from my house with the kids at Zoom School on a computer <laughs> with the head coach of the timbers. Zoom school you know, that was never uh, that term before. TV. Zoom school. <laughs> uh, it's just so. It's just. Uh, it's just so different, man. But um, yeah, it's. 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 I don't want to say it's been enjoyable because it hasn't been. But it's been a a completely new way to tell stories, and I feel like I've turned out more. You know, you don't have to drive down to Eugene or Albany or deep up into Battleground or something, whatever you're covering. The fact that we don't have to go there anymore, while that doesn't look as good for television without, you know, my trusty photographer, Kevin Lund, you know, the rarities we get out, we'd love to tell a good visual story. And that's been more difficult in the Zoom times, but you can knock more out if you're not sitting in traffic and, and driving as well. One well, of the things I talked about with
0: Pete was uh, his thoughts on whether he feels that uh, when things get back to whatever normal is going to be uh, characterized in the future, whether or not games are going to be covered in the same way in terms of uh, having to have broadcasters and, uh, and, and broadcast crews physically at the arenas. Now we've seen, and, and I have to admit, there's a lot of times I'll be watching a game and I'll have to remind myself sometimes in the middle that, well, these guys aren't really on site. Maybe something will happen. A referee's call will be made and they're not sure, uh, what, uh, you know, what, what, what to the call is for. And then they'll actually say, Oh, we can't, we can't, uh, get a, uh, an explanation from the official. And then I'll say, okay, that's right. They aren't there, but sometimes uh, maybe everybody's doing the job so well that it's kind of hard to, uh, it's kind of hard to, to know whether or not uh, people aren't, uh, especially maybe some of the budget people aren't going to say, Hey, uh, you know, we don't necessarily have to send these uh, these folks out to, uh, you know, out to physically to do these games in person anymore. So I wonder if uh, the way that we cover games or the way that we cover sports, I just wonder if things are going to are going to ever go back to that way, because in some in some people's eyes, maybe they can't tell the difference. And, and if they're saving money doing it, we know there's a lot of cost conscious, cost conscious folks that might
1: believe that uh, that's the biggest reason why we should keep things the way they are now. It's so true, Brian. I mean, you watch a game, even, you know, ESPN, TNT, or whatever the case may be. And then you see the the shot back in the other split box in their in their homes. You're like, Oh, my gosh, you wouldn't need you as a broadcaster calling games, you just get more of a feel. And obviously, there's more energy in the building when it's a packed house that they haven't been having, uh, at least most not here, right? The only NBA city doesn't have fans back in there. But there's there's a there's just a different feel to describe a game, certainly play by play and color commentary when you can actually see it with your own eyes, what the camera doesn't catch. Uh, I certainly hope that comes back, but you're right. There are, um, people up top that like to be the fat cats and, uh, pinch the pennies. And, uh, maybe they found a way to do that. Um, I just hope that we get some access coming back here at some point in time within person. Cause that's been a real, it's been a real killer. We mentioned
0: the Blazers. Uh, let's talk uh, about them. Uh, in a week's time, what a difference it makes uh, a week or so ago and the Blazers become the first team in history, NBA history, the illustrious, uh, years that the NBA has existed. No team had ever gone from losing four consecutive games at home and following it up immediately with four consecutive wins on the road. So, uh, the Blazers go from a team that I'm sure people were starting to wonder, are they going to, are they going to find a way to stay out of the play in games to now looking at fifth place in the West, which is where they are technically via a tiebreaker right now. So it's amazing that it's happened. It's amazing that they found themselves during this long six game road trip, which uh, still has a couple of games left to play. First of those will be this afternoon in Atlanta, but uh, it is, it is funny how, how I, and I can't necessarily say there's been any one thing. Maybe it was one of that, those player only meetings where they finally, uh, you know, kind of came to Jesus in some respects, whatever the case and decided that, Hey, we got to stop doing this. we got to get better and we got to, uh, you know, find a way to, uh, you know, rectify and remedy things for this season before it gets away from us. But whatever the case, this team is a very different basketball club than it was just one week ago.
1: I think you remember even last week, there were some tighter games, right? And it came down to those final possessions. And again, you look at those like, well, maybe if you don't dog it a few times earlier in the game, it doesn't come down to that last possession. I think that's what it is too. just a will and really a want to, to go in down and make those dirty plays and get down there and, and get yourself in the thick of things. I think being able to sit Dame for a while was able to heal him up a little bit. We could all use a little bit more healing, of course, but, uh, you know, and they're also catching some teams on the road that aren't playing all their guys as well. So we've got two weeks to go to really jockey now for a top six seed, which right now they're right there. You mentioned a three-way tie for fifth place. You don't want to be playing in that play-in tournament, man, and have your legs already be tired before you enter a seven-game series against somebody else as well. I, I've liked the Blazers all season long. I think we all have. I don't know that you can win a four- or five-game slide don't read into it too much of the time, but it certainly seemed like there was maybe some issues going on somewhere. You know, I'm not sure. I don't want to say that Dame lost any um any positive mindset because he's just the the great leader that he is. But there did seem to be something there. And again, not being in practice and not being able to talk to the guys in the locker room, you kind of you don't get you can't get a sense of really where the teams are on Zoom and and maybe what's what's cooking, what's going on behind the scenes. But these guys have stuck with it. I think now that they've had what's been over a month, of course, that that Dame, uh, I should say, CJ and that Nurk have been back in it. And with Powell in the fold, trying to work that three guard lineup and for Terry to find the right rotation. And really, it's been about communication and actually making some defensive plays. They're going to score with the best of them, and that's going to push them through it. They're going to make any kind of run in the playoffs, hopefully not in a play in first it's going to be that offense, man. But then what else can you do when they try to contain Dame and they try to pick him up at mid-court, double team? Somebody else has to be able to take over. And Wheels, you know how much better this team is with the healthy Nurkage. If they can get Nurk to play 35 minutes a game, I know he's now playing back to backs, which is a good sign too. If they can get that big fella down there to be a presence with a little more, maybe a little bit less at his cantor to come off the bench and you know he's going to get double digit rebounds as well. That certainly uh, aids their efforts. Uh, will they be able to compete in a seven-game series with the t- upper tier of the West? We'll see. But I think like anything in any sport, it just seems like a crapshoot right now. It doesn't seem to be a definitive leader. Phoenix, Utah, great seasons. We'll see how it plays out in the playoffs and we can finally get there after an odd oh, 72-game regular season. I just, boy, was sure wishing and hoping and uh, maybe even praying that we'd have some fans at Moda Center here for the playoffs doesn't seem like that's going to happen with these news latest uh, from the OHA and the governor's orders. But we can all, all, always hope that uh, that's only in two weeks' time. So it seems like that's a tight window to maybe have that possibly happen.
0: Blazers, of course, had an interesting morning. Uh, you know, they, they get into in, to late uh, Atlanta to late hours after the game in Boston. Very impressive win yesterday. And then have mm-hmm. to evacuate their hotel with uh, a morning tornado uh, evacuation. Uh, of all things in Atlanta. I I guess I'm not really keen on weather, apparently enough to think that, I mean, I've heard of tornadoes in uh, the deep South places. Uh, I guess Atlanta is considered deep South, but I, I was here, I was thinking of New Orleans and uh, and, in Florida places, but I didn't realize that Atlanta could also be affected by that. So apparently I'm very, very in the dark about that. I guess that's why I didn't do well in climatology or uh, science (laughs) in in school. Uh, But, uh, but, but apparently everybody's okay. And, but you know, it's a, Sometimes, you know, in the old days, they would have said like a, a red Auerbach would have had something happen at the uh, opposing team's hotel in Boston to kind of disrupt their preparation mm-hmm. for the game or their sleep. I don't think that uh, anybody in Atlanta could have planned a tornado to uh, scare the uh, Blazers out of their sleep, but having to get out of a hotel for an evacuation, that, uh, that's pretty scary. Apparently, everybody's okay. Nothing bad happened, but I wonder how that affects their, uh, their rest and lack thereof anyway, getting ready for a game tonight against Atlanta. Uh, this becomes a situation where with Cleveland on the horizon on Wednesday, and you could be talking about a perfect road trip if we can get this one tonight.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, just being able to get a nap in, I think, is very key. Maybe call off, shoot around and go ahead and never go back to bed and sleep it off. And, yeah, and I don't think we had
0: Terry stops on a few weeks ago. I think he said they don't even have shoot arounds on, on the road anymore, basically because of, of the uh, the pandemic and, and how often they can get together. So, yeah. so I don't think that's a problem. But yeah, I think there's going to be some naps getting, uh, getting, uh, getting going for trying to get ready for this game tonight. After so
1: essential in life wheels. I don't know if you knew. That I already. agree.
0: I agree with that wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly, but you've also reached that point where you get too long a nap and then it becomes a uh, You kind of have to find that fine line between enough to get you restored, uh, rest wise, but maybe not go too deep into the next, uh, division of sleep or something. The sleep doctors are, are more keen on this than I am. But from what I understand, you can get almost too long a nap. So you have to kind of find that fine line sometimes, but a good nap, is certainly very, very effective, especially for those of us that work late and have odd hours.
1: You set the alarm on your phone, then you put the phone just out of reach from your bed, and then you have to get up and, and turn off that annoying alarm. That's, what
0: ah, you do. that's a good way. See, now you figured it out. That's a, but see, you have you have the double uh, reason for naps of not only having the work schedule, but also the family schedule, too. So that that kind of yeah, enters of it. You've you, you learned very out. well.
1: Yes, it, oftentimes, when my wife works in the morning and I go in the evening time, it's like a nap sounds Premiere, but that doesn't happen because you're right out the door to <laughs> head into work. Which I'm grateful to be going back and actually being in go. the studio and work there, <laughs> there too. You go. So it's not complaining well, about that.
0: Yeah. Well, we're entering into the uh, time of year. It's uh, spring, summer ahead of us, and uh, uh, we're all fortunately enjoying a little more sun these days. But it also means that we've got uh, sunglasses on or sunglasses that we're looking for in the car. Maybe finding that uh, they've slipped out of our hands. Maybe we uh, find that uh, they're bent or maybe they're kind of old, and we need to get some new sunglasses. Well, it's time to make those outdoor experiences that are, are going to be coming in the next few months even better with Kanan. Kanan sunglasses made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. They're made with Japanese optics that make their lenses clearer, lighter, and stronger, and Italian handcrafted frames that are impossible to scratch. That's pretty good right there. Uh, use this exclusive code, K-A-E-N-O-N-C-A-S-T-1-5. That's K-A-E-N-O-N-C-A-S-T-1-5 at canon.com to receive 15 percent off on your first pair that's k a e n o n c a s t 15 canon clearly better we continue our conversation I don't
1: know if they can make sunglasses that have a mask on them that's a that good, be a good idea
0: them. somebody you know somebody you know has got to be in production for that you got to you got to think that somebody is thinking of that especially if we uh, are going to continue with the the mask phase i, I keep hearing that that even though those are getting, you know, those folks who are getting their vaccinations that they're still saying good idea still to uh, continue to wear the mask. It's, uh, it's for yeah, Mark, for safety, if nothing life, else,
1: for the foreseeable future. My friend. Yeah,
0: exactly. I think I think you're right about that. Uh, foreseeable future, as you mentioned, not much time left, uh, less than two weeks as of today in the NBA's regular season. Now, do you like the plan? Uh, LeBron James has gone on record as saying whoever came up with the idea should be fired is uh so he was very precise about his oh, thoughts. On, on man the, that's what he said that's what he said and i saw something <laughs> on twitter, you know, saw something to on twitter today somebody on twitter today said i i've been fired and then he had to put out a second tweet saying uh i don't know why i had to do this but i was just joking about being fired i think he does work for the nba so maybe somebody thought oh this is the guy that came up with the, the idea for the play. And so <laughs> so he kind of got he kind of foxed himself with a clever idea that wasn't maybe you take him the right way or was overthought by a few folks, and now he had to clarify that I really wasn't uh, fired, which means I really didn't come up with a playing idea. But whoever come, came up with the playing idea is probably walking around today saying, oh, it wasn't me. I mean, it was a whole group of people. It wasn't me. You can't help <laughs> blame it all on me. But, but LeBron's got on, like on record as saying it's a bad idea, maybe because he's looking at those standings and seeing that he might have to be involved in this play and uh, all of a sudden.
1: No doubt about it. You know, guys like uh, Luca and Dallas and Merck Cuban, and LeBron, like it was all cool and gravy until like, Oh, wait a minute. Look where we're at. With the time left in the season, it might be us too. Yeah. Um, I do think it's a good idea. I don't know. I don't want to know that I want to see it in the, in the future seasons, but I'm sure that it'll make a lot of money on TV revenue and that they will continue to have it. What's the difference between uh, a, a 10 seed and, a, and an eight seed. Of course, you wouldn't have been in there anyway, We'll probably see a seven seed not make it through. But does that really matter, right? I mean, at some point in time, those records are so tight anyway. I mean, other teams miss it by half a game a game. It's great to be that close, like baseball's doing, which I don't like it in baseball either, when it's 162. And then hey, now you get to play one game to get in. So I hope you got your pitching rotation set up right. at the end of the right. season. But that's what it is. NFL grabbing another game. I mean, it's all about the the TV money. Again, the fat cats getting fatter, man. That's they don't really care about health. <laughs> These players uh, get more games in and get them on TV as a fan. I love to see it. Right. It's more do or die situations. And hey, if the Lakers are in a play in tournament, wouldn't like the majority of people be tuning in to see the Lakers lose? Except for the networks, I suppose uh, the folks who want them to continue playing for a while—they <laughs> uh, all the
0: time. But, but they always said the reason why these are good ideas is that it keeps more fan bases engaged in uh, in the seasons longer. But if that's the case, well then let everybody in, then then all the fan bases could be engaged. Uh, so I, I, it's always it's always the question of where do you stop? Where where does where does a regular season be rendered uh, meaningless or less important if you add too many teams to the playoff mix? Uh, the postseason is great, but. Do you have, do you ever, do you get to the point where, you know, Hey, does it mean as much to get to the playoffs if too many teams are involved? So again, it's, it's always tough to figure it out. Uh, some of these things we we believe are being done because of the response to having to deal with the pandemic. But uh, next year, when that hopefully isn't the case uh, will again, will our, will our back to normal be different than what we remember normal to be.
1: Yeah. I find it hard to believe that if we all, I mean, honestly, I mean, I suppose the unions would have to agree to it, but you know, they, they get cut a few more mil, and I think everybody's going to be okay with it. Maybe if you cut back and don't go from 82, you go back to 72 or whatever you're going to try to do long-term, and then maybe you do have more of it. I do like the idea of a tournament. Maybe that's in the midseason. Whatever the case may be, I think it's cool for a fan to have that uh, reality. I think that the bubble experience last year was – as as odd as it was it was certainly fun to watch and have an escape that's what sports are right wheels it's an escape man of, of all the struggles and perils in life and uh, some temporary moments of not being so depressed and sitting through all this stuff so more the merrier but if you're in it boy it sucks to be in it now uh a temp scene, you wouldn't be in it normally well right exactly uh now i wonder
0: how much it's fair to judge uh ultimately um you know, people's, uh, jobs in a, in a, in a, in a pandemic situation, like we're dealing with in all sports, but there's been some whispers that if the Blazers don't have a respectable run through the postseason, and I suppose that's a subjective term as well, that potentially, uh, Terry Stott's job could be in, in jeopardy. Now this is a guy that you look in the Blazer record books in terms of, uh, top records among head coaches in history. And he's right up there. I mean, he's right up there amongst the best. And he's had a great run of success of getting to the postseason. Uh, I guess the biggest complaint would be that some would say, "Well, he's only made one Western Conference uh, final during during this period of time, um, and no NBA finals, obviously." But but that being the case, uh, you know, I suppose you. You're, it depends on how much your expectations are and how much uh, you feel that uh, the head coach is responsible for what happens. But do you think? And again, we're just guessing because it isn't as even. If, it isn't even as if. You could say that you've been out to uh, to games and practices and talk to people and maybe got them to talk off the record to get a feel for things. So, so you're really guessing on this on this on this front. But I'll ask you to guess: Do you think that if the Blazers don't have that respectable run, let's say maybe a trip back to the Western Conference Finals at the very least, do you think that uh, you could foresee Terry Scott's job being in jeopardy after this season?
1: I suppose so, but I could you could say that about after every season now. I mean, I think that. Uh, and Dame are so tight, and ultimately, this is—I don't say it's Dame's call, but he certainly has a heavy weight in that decision. But I don't know if he's always had the best roster to work with either, right? I mean, obviously, defensive uh lack of defensive skills has been an issue, and maybe coaching defense and and rotations. I don't know that this team is completely built to truly compete in the modern day of the NBA, where it's this super team stuff that really kind of puts them in a different echelon and. I hate that stuff. We, I think we all do, right? That's what we all love to see. The Blazers really, uh, truly knock off some of these guys. And again, maybe make a deep run to the conference finals. Not sure that I see that this season, but uh, it's, it's almost unfair in a way that the, the the way the game has changed so much that uh, the free agency and guys kind of calling their shots and I want out and I want to go here and play with my buddy. Uh, but to get back to it, I mean, I, I'm thinking that nobody's job is safe. And I think that's from – top of the organization on down i think that none of us really know since the passing of mr allen how jody will handle these moves I made mean, at some point at some point is it stagnant at some point is it have you done what you're going to do at some point is it time for a different voice time for a different approach roster as well uh, i mean they're certainly in a point where it's you got dame now in that prime it's it's win now. And I know that they've tried to get other big name stars. Powell's a great pickup. Hope you can bring him back and sign him because you give up a great talent. And Gary, who we are, I know you're going to struggle to re-sign as well. Um, I think anything can happen, Wheels. I, I, I think that um, – I don't know that uh, Neil necessarily has the most comfortable position right now. Haven't heard from Neil in a long time. Not sure Terry does. Not sure he feels that way either. But this, again, moment moments of, of reflection here, they're – Pretty good right now. So let's see in two more weeks where they the chips fall and, and where they go into the play-in, playoff, and then how far they can go. I mean, I think if this team can make the if they can turn this around, get the fifth seed, sixth seed, and then maybe possibly, I guess you'd have to call it an upset, win a first round series. That's a successful season. So much of this is can you just enjoy it as a fan for a little bit, right? When when we were growing up, you won a championship, and when you did. Once in a lifetime thing, you yes. can all strive for better, but my goodness, can't we just enjoy the ride for a little bit and not always critique every single thing? They're on a win streak right now. Feel good, not hey, can Kevin Love come to town? Why are we talking about Kevin Love? Come on, man, <laughs> it's come up again. Yes, isn't it? Has come <laughs> again.
0: up again. again. The, the, wack, the wacky fan of me, of course, has come out uh, not so much for the Blazers as uh, for the Dodgers that, uh, that of course, I grew up. Uh, watching and always have have been my favorite baseball team. And so I'm doing the same thing that I did now in my time being old enough to know what was going on. The Dodgers have won World Series in 1981, 1988, and finally again last year after a pretty long drought. So I'm doing the same thing that I did in 1988. That shows how I was a a grand total of 26 years old in 1988, probably old enough to not be doing it then. But I'm really too old to be doing it now. But what I'm doing is making – uh, anybody who asks me, if they, they, they ask me, they say, "Hey, how the Dodgers doing?" Uh, who? Uh, the Dodgers? How the Dodgers doing? Is it, uh, the, oh, you mean the World Champions? Yeah, how the World Champions doing? Yeah, I will refuse to acknowledge a question about the Dodgers unless World Champions is inserted into the into the mix. That's how stupid and silly I am about fandom. But but you know, when you get when you get something going with your favorite team, and they actually, John Capanera, the great comedian. Uh, did a, did a joke in one of his stand ups about, uh, he's a Chicago guy and he did one of his stand of uh, his wife saying to him, I don't understand John, you know, you, you, go and you watch the game, then you watch the highlights of the game on TV. Then the next day you go bragging to your friends about how your team won. I mean, is, is that all you want out of sports? And and, and he goes yes. He goes, yes. after all this time, this is this, you finally figured out what I want out of sports. That's what I want out of sports. The ability to say I'm better than you. I got, we, we beat you bad and everything. And, and it's true. When you get right down to it, us uh, silly sports fans, that's essentially probably all we want. When you get to right
1: down to the basics, it's entertainment, it's group, it's belonging. And, you know, when you grew up with a team, that's why you're so connected. Cause you never lose that inner child in your, in yourself of, I mean, shoot, man! I've been a Mariner fan since I was a kid, and uh, for some reason, I still root for the Mariners after all these time. <laughs> hey,
0: they're kind. Of, I, I uh, but I, know I, you probably don't. You're probably afraid to say this because you've been burned a few times. But as a, as an observer of the Mariners and a fan of the Mariners, just living in these parts, um, I like, I like a lot of their young core. I, I don't think you're that far away from being a you know, being a being a contender again. I mean, you know, they, they, they had to break that, it down. I've that before through a few I, know, I know, I <laughs> know. They had to break it down maybe too far to, you know, to, to try to build it back up. But I, I really here's, like a lot of the, the young deal, players.
1: Here's the deal with the Mariners. They're on route. I don't have cable at the house. Oh. I'm not going to go break the bank, go try to figure out how to get AT&T to get to watch the Mariners. So I don't. You're welcome to so come over anytime. So if you good enough, maybe I
0: would <laughs> come over to the come over to the apartment anytime. I have it, so you, you can watch anytime you want. Anytime there's a big game, you want free, cable like the one
1: cable, yeah, you know. Feel free, feel free to
0: come over. Feel free to come over. All right, before I let you go, uh, I have to ask you about the Timbers, the other team that you are uh, closely associated with, with the uh, games regularly seen on KPTV. So uh, tell me about what kind of a year we can expect from them, and talk about a team that really benefits from having having crowds. Uh, you know, at that, at that park, it's, it's a, you know, we really hope that things get to the point where we can have uh, fans come back because I know the Timbers army just itching to be back in that,
1: uh, in that, that stadium again. Yeah. They've had what, 15%. I think it's like 3,800. Um, in the last the two games they've had there, we'll see what this weekend brings. I don't think that we quite know yet what uh, if, if, if governor Brown will have an, ex- uh, an exemption as of right now, outdoor legal level, for this week now in Multnomah County and Sunday, they have the big national TV on ABC, Timbers Sounders, the marquee matchup in MLS. And they would love to have somebody in that house. So we'll wait to see what that looks like. But for the Timbers, obviously, Wednesday is the big one to be able to play in the second leg of that CONCACAF Champions League quarterfinal at Estadio Azteca uh, with Club America, a team that they, they split with. They got a 1-1 draw last week, of course, with death in the 97th minute. If this club can push through to the semifinals, that's huge for Portland Timbers soccer to be able to make that run. They've never been this far either in the Champions League. They were able to get a chance to get in because they won the, uh, the Bubble Cup last year, the COVID Cup in Orlando. MLS is back championships. Timbers will have a strong summer when they get everybody back and healthy. When they have. Uh, some DPs coming back. for designated players that you paid a big money for. Sebastian Blanco, of <laughs> course, blew his knee out late last season. He should be back. Maybe even Wednesday he might come back. Jeremy Obobese, another one of those stars, just came back for his debut over the weekend. Uh, Valeri's getting up there. Uh, Dario uh, Nizgoda, also the big uh, DP they signed last year, ripped his knee up last season, so hopefully by July. Uh, they're back to full health. They're out without their keeper right now. So I had to start Hunter Solt, a 19 year old senior class president from Southridge high school starts his first MLS <laughs> game at six foot seven. It's so wild, man, My kid moved out from Alaska five years ago to, to be a pro player. And here he goes, uh, zoom school on the road <laughs> and starts in a match. But, uh, <laughs> It's a long season, right? Thirty-four games. They're only three games in MLS. Late, they're at the bottom of the table right now. But their uh, their focus right now is on Champions League. Once we move beyond that, we can look at more league stuff. But uh, as far as the fans go, I mean, even fifteen percent, it was loud. There's a, there's a neck, it's better than having the the pumped in music, uh, and crowd noise. I don't think we see a hundred percent capacity, at least here in Oregon, ain't happening. I know there's a lot of hope, people at Reese and at Austin stadium come September, they're going to be packing them out. Ah, boy, I used to be a hopeful person through all this It's really kind of made me not be that way. Uh, but my gosh, it makes such a difference. Fans need to be there outdoors. You got the vaccine. Let's give it a shot. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Uh, all right. Well, thank you, sir. Appreciate the time today. Tell everybody how often they can catch you on, uh, on KPTV. And when they uh, don't see you there, how often they can catch you on
1: Twitter. Oh my gosh. I'm on Twitter way too much. Right. I always tell my wife when we have a day off, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to work today. And I'm like, Oh, well, I guess I will work today. <laughs> you can find me. Uh, this is my name, Nick Krupke, K R U P K E, uh, all, all the, uh, channels. We can be there and do that. And, uh, uh, Wednesday through Sunday on KPTV and of course unless I work Tuesday like tomorrow night for the hop open opener they haven't had a, a baseball game in Hillsborough in over 600 days so the pennant will finally be raised for the 2019 champions wow. on Tuesday night opening night with about 850 people <laughs> in the stands it's something baby have a beer have a dog get out to the ball yard and let's get back to living life
0: yeah it's supposed to be beautiful weather this week so definitely take advantage of that and uh Great franchise. And now of course, uh different level of baseball, right? For the hops this yeah, year,
1: high a, high a West. So of course there's less teams now. And uh, so that means double the amount of games. They went from about 60 to 120. So you're going to have more uh, in a normal. have already started. They're going to break camp when the big league camps uh, break as well. And it'd be more like the triple a model where it's, it's, it's all year long. So more chance to see some baseball is always good professional level as well. And uh we just want to say too, man, boy. I know that Blizzard fans miss hearing you. I know that uh, tuning on the radio, we love hearing Travis. If there was a way we could have Wheels on there too, it would just be uh, a perfect, a perfect world, man. Because you're you're a legend, an iconic voice, and uh, you're sorely missed.
0: Nick, thanks for the time. I appreciate the thoughts, and uh, and uh, let's catch up again soon. And again. Uh, anytime there's something on the route that you want to watch, uh, feel free. Come on over. Uh, we'll, we'll make time for you and plenty of space in the, uh, delivering the them on the couch. So, so don't worry about that. I'll bring the whiskey. Nick Krupke from KP TV, our guest on this edition of the believe in blazers podcast presented in part by bet online. Uh, we are with you Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I know Friday, Dwight James, the godfather of Portland sports is going to be with us on the program. Still working on Wednesday's guests, but Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, you can join us for this fine podcast, wherever you catch your uh, podcast that you enjoy and hopefully the legend the
1: godfather
0: oh the legend the legend absolutely there's no doubt about that he has much to say and we'll have much to cover with him uh working on some other fine guests as well so be sure to stick around and be with us monday wednesday and friday for the believe in blazers podcast on the believe podcast network i'm brian wheeler have a great rest of this monday we'll talk to you again on wednesday so long everybody thank you for listening to believe